And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show with Lance Roberts. Presented by RIA Advisors. And good morning and welcome to The Real Investment Show. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. That's right. Halfway through the week. Just get it up, grind it out, be done with it. You're on the downhill slide. So just, you know, be happy for what it is. A um, couple of things going on today uh, that we'll talk about. Danny Ratliff will be joining me here shortly. But let me take just a moment to give you a public service announcement. So yesterday, I was contacted by email by a gentleman that invested says he invested $20,000 with me and had been talking with me on WhatsApp and Messenger. Um, and I had recommended him to go to some institution and put money out there. That wasn't me. I'm not on WhatsApp. I'm not on Messenger. If it's not a verified account, it's not us. It's, you know, you either go to realinvestmentadvice.com, you can go to our Twitter page at Lance Roberts, which is a verified account. That's us. That's where we are putting out information on a daily basis. But importantly, we never solicit investments online, on our website, anywhere else. I mean, yes, we have services that we offer and we certainly offer money management services and we're very happy to work with you and provide you information. If you have questions, you go to our website, realinvestmentadvice.com. You can ask a question. I answer every, yes, I answer every email, every question, every day. So, you know, Feel free to use those tools, but I will never solicit you to go open an account somewhere and deposit money and do some crazy trading thing. That's not us. So please make sure that if you're talking to somebody that you think is us, be sure and verify that it is us, that it is myself, it's Danny, it's Richard, it's John Penn, it's Jonathan McCarty, Chris Behan. Those are the people that work with our company and make sure that you're actually talking to one of those individuals. So again, and it's very interesting. So I posted that tweet out this morning saying, please be careful, <laughs> it's not us. The first two comments on that post were bots soliciting <laughs> cryptocurrency <laughs> investments. So, I mean, you know, just you've got to be, just my point is, look, this is your money. You've worked very hard for it. Please be careful and just don't randomly, you know, do things without checking. There's so much, you know, the the, you know, today more than ever, the online scams, the, you know, all the other, the phishing, all the other stuff that goes on is so, so prevalent. Just be careful and make sure that you're actually talking to the person that you think you're talking to. I mean, you can't even trust online dating anymore. I mean, you know, it's, you don't know what you're going to wind up with on the other side. So, you know, just make sure uh, it's your money. You've worked very hard for it. Don't do you know, don't make, you know, mistakes that can wind up really costing you a lot of money. And it's very easy to do. I mean, these scams are really good. I mean, every day, and, and, and please let me, you know, ask for your help. Every day I get emails from people that have Twitter, you know, say, oh, here's a Twitter account of somebody impersonating your page. And, and they do an exact replica of our page. And they'll have 1,500, 2,000 followers, you know, uh, a complete replica of our Twitter page. And, you know, block those people, report those people, please. Just, you know, in the upper right hand of, uh, of, the, of the website, just click on the button, report that site as an imposter account. We would appreciate it. 
Um, but again, just make sure that, uh, you know, that you're actually talking to the person or, or communicating with the person that you actually think it is. And, and again, never, you know, for any reason, you know, make an investment somewhere online. You know, just make sure you're actually talking to the person and, and, and doing the proper protocols. It's your money. Please be careful with it. Anyway, so just a little public service announcement this morning. Don't want to see that happen to anybody. Um, okay, so, um, well, first five days, as we talked about yesterday, didn't really work out. We just missed it by that much. Uh, of course, uh, yesterday's action, not much better. Here's what you need to know before the bell this morning. So the good news is that the market is holding above the 20-day moving average. So that's good news. Uh, and again, not surprising that the markets are trying to hold in here. We're starting to see you know, um, a little bit of the market starting to kind of stabilize here a little bit after kind of a rocky start. Uh, a lot of that, again, as we talked about, was tax gain selling for the year. We saw that a lot in the technology stocks. Those have actually been performing a lot better over the last couple of days. NVIDIA hit an all-time high, as an example, one of the big seven. Uh, futures are down a little bit this morning. They're uh, kind of flattish more than anything else. So again, just kind of this, uh, kind of this grind. And here's the thing that, you know, we talked about previously and, you know, continues to kind of really work itself out. We, we stated back in mid-December that the market had gotten very elevated here in terms of the MACD signals. The market has gotten very overbought. We said at that point that upside was probably limited, but, you know, markets can, can work through a correctional process in two manners. One of those is to actually have a correction where the market actually sells off, you know, 5, 10%, whatever it is. The other way to do it is to just work through a consolidation period. In other words, a period where the market just doesn't go anywhere, which is exactly what's been happening here really over the last two, three weeks. The market just has made no progress. We've just been stuck here kind of in limbo, trading around a little bit back and forth. But that's good from the standpoint for two reasons. One, uh, this kind of support does begin to work off this kind of overbought condition that we had. We're currently on a sell signal, which continues to suggest that we have limited upside at the moment because we're still working through this, this correction of, this over, of, the, of that previously overbought period. So again, that's just going to take a little bit of time to work through that. But what this also allows, though, is it allows for shorter-term moving averages to catch up with the market. So that limits your downside risk. So again, if you're expecting a really big correction, the more time that we spend <coughs> just trading sideways, the less it limits that downside draw that you've got to have to work off that overbought condition. So this is actually kind of bullish news from the standpoint that you have this rising 50-day moving average. That's beginning to catch up with the market. So at some point here, if the market just keeps going sideways, the moving average will catch up to the markets, will work off this overbought condition. The market can then begin to form a, a base and, and it is forming a base on which to launch a potentially another move higher. So again, that's kind of the bullish setup for the markets currently. Uh, again, doesn't mean though that tomorrow, <laughs> Uh, that we couldn't have a sell-off back towards 4,500 either. So, I mean, you know, that 50-day moving average, uh, and just below that's the 100-day at 4,450, certainly doesn't mean the market can't have a correction here. So, we, I mean, we certainly can. But my point is, is that the longer that we spend just kind of trading sideways here currently, that's going to ease that amount of potential downside risk that we've got going on. One other thing to take a, take a quick look at is 10-year Treasury rates. Um, those have been creeping up here a bit. Now, we talked about well, two weeks ago 
that you know interest rates had gotten very very overdone uh, to uh, on that decline and that we would expect to see a bit of a bounce in interest rates and that's exactly what's happened so we saw the market uh we saw uh, interest rates kind of bottom here and then have bounced up temporarily so we got back up to about four percent ish we're running right into that 200 day moving average so that is currently right now kind of limiting that upside move in interest rates so uh, so again market just like the the financial markets which are kind of consolidating that overbought condition interest rates because they're the inverse of bond prices got very oversold and so they're now working off that oversold for interest rates it's overbought because it's upside down but we're working through that same process so again consolidation in rates and the consolidation in market prices is allowing potentially for that next move, which would be potentially for stocks to move higher and interest rates to move back lower. So again, just be a little patient here as we've talked about before. No big rush to go jump into the markets just yet. No big catalyst right now to move markets. We're about to start earnings season. That will be the next catalyst to move markets potentially higher depending on how uh, earnings come in. So just be careful here, but that's what you need to know before the bell this morning. So when we come back, we'll pick up with Danny Ratliff. What's it like to actually live on Social Security only in retirement? We'll talk about that with Danny Ratliff. Don't go away. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. So welcome back. That was a very weird uh, intro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to the intro music lasting a little bit longer. <laughs> Just lots of stuff going on behind the scenes this morning. Gotcha. Welcome no, to Wednesday. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Uh, real quick. Hi, Danny. Good morning. Hey. How good are morning. You? Great. Good. Um, so you know, Danny's always saying, "I can't retire." You can't. For one, and I don't know why he keeps saying that, but you know he keeps saying that. Um, uh, maybe we like having it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was it here's. In, uh, I'm trying to get a web page up here real quick for Brent so he can uh, show a graphic because I actually posted this graphic on on Twitter this morning, but he also put it on my notes page, and I thought it was interesting. Hold on one second, let me get this graphic up here. There you go, Brent. So there was a a visual capitalist put out a graph this morning, and it says. The title of the graph is "How much longer do you have to live?" Now, this is a very sobering graph when you're when you're my age and, and Brent's age. So, you know, we're we're approaching our latter years in life, and so you look <laughs> you look at this graph, and then you find your age, right? So, for me, I'm almost sixty. Brent's uh, almost forty nine. Um, you know, so but you take a look at that sixty. It says I'm going to die roughly about seventy eight. So I've got about eighteen years left on my ticker. So I'm retiring soon, or <laughs> than than I think Danny wants, and not by choice. It'll just be by the fact I'm no longer here. <laughs> look, we all know you'd go nuts. You got the you're on the dad plan. No, right? I'm diet. Just, I know plan. that's what I'm I mean, saying. Okay. I, you've got it's eighteen. Okay. I'm just telling you, this graph says I've got eighteen years left. And studies show the earlier you retire, and, and you would yep. go bonkers. I would. You know, you actually your longevity decreases. That, that's correct. But I'm just telling you, I'm just warning you now. According to the, and this is just a very sobering graph for six o'clock in the morning. You know, you look at this graph and go, oh crap, my my, my <laughs> the sand in my hourglass is running out. 
I don't feel old. I mean, I go to the gym every day. I go out in the park and run every weekend. You know, I, I have a fairly active lifestyle. I don't feel old. And then you look at this graph like this and go, wow. Okay. <laughs> Closer than I thought. I know, right? So anyway. <laughs> so if you're, if you're older like uh, me, um, don't look at this graph. It will... Uh, <laughs> It kind of it kind of throws a little casts a little pall over your morning. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, pall over your morning, chilly outside. Yeah, yeah. And so this uh, this Arctic blast is going to work its ways through. Yeah, then it's going to get worse. I was listening to a guy on the radio from Florida yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, it's supposed to be in thirty degrees in Florida," and I'm like, "Welcome to the polar blast." There goes the orange crop. <laughs> I know, right? Well, go. <laughs> Go wrap your pipes. I know it's foreign to most people, you know, in other states that aren't from down here where, you know, we're not set up for this, right? Right. You know, you go up north or Midwest, this is this is the norm. Right. And uh, here, we're not building homes the here, same way. by Monday, right. it's going to be in the teens. Yeah. So I know what I'm doing yeah. this weekend. So we, we did. We ordered this. We ordered some wrapping for our pipes. And so, so as you know, um, I sold my house in July of two years, not last year, but year before. And we've been renting ever since. And, and it was interesting because during that lat was it last, I guess it was last year we had a pretty deep freeze, right? We lost all of our plants. Two and stuff. years in a row. We Two have. years. In, yeah. yeah. So we had a pretty deep freeze last year and, and lost all the plants in the yard. And, and uh, so we notified the landlord says, Hey, all your plants died. And they said, we don't care. So, <laughs> you know, all the plants never got, we pulled them all up. Right. So, you know, it's, it's all good. We don't have any plants to worry about. <laughs> well, you feel bad so, for the people that that went out and bought new plants, plants. and now you may deal with this once again. Yeah. So I mean, it's sure. not uncommon that you don't you see this once a year, usually something similar to this. But yeah. it's you know. it, but this one's a pretty cold one. I mean, it's yeah. it, you know, and again, you know, everybody's immediately having flashbacks to what it was like four years ago. We had the the actual you know for the we lost power for five days, and that was just two years ago. No, 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 yeah, that, no, 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 Be, no, yeah. no. That was when I was in my previous house. Mm -mm, two years where ago. Yeah. no. It was not okay. two years ago. You're, you're old. You don't remember. My, my, yes, I know. I'm having this, but I'm talking about YouTube when Urquhart shut down. That Houston, was not please. two years ago. Okay, that was not. Don't two years don't ago. make me Google. <laughs> Go Google it. I think it was. I'm gonna rely well, on somebody on the look, chat. We here. moved. We moved out of our house. Um, July. What is this year? 23. Uh, this is 24, 24 now. So in, in 23. So we moved out in 23. 22. So we moved out in 22. So it had to be in 2021 because we moved out. It's still not four years in 22. ago. 22. I said three, four years ago. So, but the point is, it wasn't recent. <laughs> Brain it was twenty-two. But everybody's having it. Was oh, twenty-two? Are you sure? Look it up. It, it probably was twenty-two, actually, because well, we, I said no, we moved no, out no. twenty-three. It was, it was so. 20, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. I'm, okay. Do you, do you know what? We had, we had two freezes in a row. All right, we're just gonna look it up. When <laughs> I had to replace my plants last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna look it up. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. It's probably 21. Yeah, now, see, it's 21. Yes, I agree with you. Because it couldn't have been 22 because we moved out in 22. And it was the year before we moved out. But you yeah. moved in July. February 11th through the 20th of 2021. Mm -hmm. Thank you, you very much. What do you mean, thank you? You said four years. What is this year? 24. What is 2021? Oh, three oh years ago. Oh, my goodness. Do, do you really going to do math on air right now? Yeah, that's four years. years. It's, it's now it's three years ago. Get out of here. Three, I said three, four years ago. There you go. Anyway, uh -huh. Sesame Street will return after these <laughs> messages. But the point is, is everybody has immediate flashbacks to this, right? Because oh, that, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. yeah. That was terrible. So, but yeah, we've had some uh, 
pretty good cold weather. But that's actually why we added some oil stocks to our portfolio recently, because we're in that time of the year where this happens. And that potentially adds to natural gas prices as well as oil prices. So potentially see an uptick and as you should potentially ticks up for heating oil, natural gas, those type of things. So anyway, um, so as we start kind of, you know, we last time Danny was here, um, we talked a little bit about Social Security. And, and that's actually kind of sparked a couple of, of comments that we've had recently on emails. And we've talked about this before. And, and, and as we talked about previously, you know, the problem with Social Security is, is that, you know, there's there's structural fundamental problems with Social Security welfare, et cetera. And we keep adding more and more people to the roles, but we're not adding more and more workers to the roles that are paying in to the system. So we keep, you know, decreasing that number of people paying into the system versus those that are taking out. So, you know, again, you know, you have illegal immigrants coming across the board, they get on the welfare, you know, just have more and more people taking out than people are putting in. It's a, it's a problem. But again, nobody wants to tackle that problem because, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to deal with that issue. Again, it's, an, it's not an electable issue. And so it was interesting. There was an article uh, that came out in the Wall Street Journal um, which was a, a point that actually Danny had made on the show last week that there are a lot of people in the country that depend almost entirely on Social Security to live on, right? It can make up to as much as 90% of their income that they depend upon to live on. So, you know, this is the, the important, this is the severity of that welfare system that we have a lot of people that are very dependent on a system that is has financial problems because of the lack of contributions to it. And so, again, it's going to have to get addressed at some point. But, Danny, uh, your takeaway on the article, well, I mean, it's well, exactly I mean, what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, number one, the system's broken, right? I right. mean, it's a demographic issue, a, a big part of it. But, um, you know, so currently right now, benefits will go at just as they are until 2034. If nothing is done, you'll see a 20% reduction in benefits. And, and really what this article, what I want to just kind of, you know, shine a light on is that a lot of things happen and so they go through this It's a wall street journal article it's really good in the sense that they talk about what happens to people and puts them in certain situations and we all think just like you mentioned a minute ago lance i mean you feel young yeah you feel like you still have time right oh wait we can still save money we can still do this i'm, I'm in good health i'm not worried about this i'll work till i'm 75. you know we hear that all the time right i'm gonna work until i can't and then life happens, something gets in the way, and it may not be you getting sick, it may be a loved one, it may be something happening uh, with work. I mean, there's just so many different factors that, that play into this. And so, you know, if, if you think back to when Social Security was, was actually created, I think it was, what, 1934, right. um, you know, we're looking at, you know, in the 40s, it was designed just to be supplement some part of your income, and, not all of it. And you weren't expected to live that long. No, yeah, like the life, life expectancy was like 65. Yeah. And that's when you started taking Social Security back then. And so at that point, it was really designed to replace 20% of a worker's compensation. Um, you know, it got higher in the in the fifth in the eighties, it was actually over fifty percent. Now it is it replaces about forty or less than forty percent of your income. And so for most people, so you get into retirement, something happens. What happens then if that's only gonna replace 30, 40% of your income? And people are living paycheck to paycheck because they're not able to save. I mean, look, we know the the spots everybody's in, right? A lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. It's a difficult time. Higher inflation, higher interest rates. If you have credit, it's begin, you know, to get way more expensive, right. right? Well, you know, look, I think the first sentence of this of this article was the most telling 
many Americans reach retirement with almost no savings. We, we know the stats, Danny. You know, we talk about, you know, 80% of Americans have less than $500 in the bank. You know, only 25% of Americans actually actively contribute to a 401k plan. And, and some of them, you know, they, they get a match, but that's all they do. And a lot of people have access to a plan. They don't even contribute to it, right? That's so, right. you know, it's just a, a function. We've developed a lot of financially bad habits. And then when you get in, and again, life sneaks up on you really quick. <laughs> you know, that, and we're talking about, you know, getting older. It happens quick. You kind of just wake up one day and you're, you know, 58, 59 years old. And it's like, oh, crap, it's here. And I haven't done a good job of savings. And and we see that. And it, it's interesting. You know, you know what interests me is, is always so fascinating because, you know, there's all these articles about, well, Danny, just take money and stick it in the market, mm-hmm. and it's going to compound at 8% a year, oh, and man, you're going to yeah. have a million dollars when you retire. Well, if it really— $2,000 a year is all you need. Right. And But if it weren't—look, we've had three of the biggest bull markets in the history of the United States, 1980 to 2000, 2004 to 2008, and then 2009 through 2023. Huge bull markets. So what's happened? If that if that if that analysis worked, just throw your money in the market and it grew and you all became rich, why is not everybody rich in the US? Why is it that most Americans are reaching retirement with no savings? Yeah. Well, because right. most people don't have the means to actually invest in the market, number one. Right. Right. If they do, what happens? We're emotional. We get in, we get out, we want everything to go great. It's exactly. difficult. But we'll come back. We'll pick up with this article because there's some very in- in- enlightening information uh, in this article. We'll talk about some more with Danny Ratliff right after the break. Don't go away. The Real Investment Advice blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com. Looking for clarity for your investments in the new year? You must attend our 2024 Economic Summit, Navigating Markets in a Presidential Cycle, featuring Greg Valier. Trump will be a big presence. The bigger story, in my opinion, is how weak Joe Biden is going to be. Is the Fed finished tightening? Liquidity, I think, is underestimated. Will rates ease this summer? States are still flush with cash. They haven't spent all their money from the pandemic relief bill. How will the election affect your investments? I don't see any political figure right now who can bring the country conclusively back together again. Register now for our 2024 Economic Summit, Navigating Markets in a Presidential Cycle, featuring Greg Valier with special guest Adam Taggart, plus Michael Lebowitz and Lance Roberts, Saturday, January 27th at the Hotel Celeste Houston. Navigating Markets in a Presidential Cycle, featuring Greg Valier, Saturday, January 27th at the Hotel Celeste Houston. Registration open now at realinvestmentadvice.com, realinvestmentadvice.com. You're listening to The Real Investment Show. And welcome back to the show. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, the, the problems with Social Security. And, and, you know, the issue is that everybody's well aware of the problems with Social Security and everybody's well aware that we need to do something with it. The problem is, is we have so many people dependent on it, whether it's wives, widows, orphans, immigrants, you know, whoever, that nobody can fix it. 
because at some point you've got to start cutting expenditures and nobody wants to do that. But in, in the other problem in that, uh, Richard uh, Rosso has always been a big advocate of this. He's like, well, that's fine. If you, you know, if, if Social Security goes broke, there's going to be people living on the street everywhere. You'll be stepping over people in the street to get to your office. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, this is kind of the, the, the structure of this article from the Wall Street Journal is that, you know, the dependency on Social Security for so many people is so high that it is really an intractable problem. It is. It is. And, and this is the problem. So if you want to go look this article up for yourself, you can go to Wall Street Journal. Here's what it's like to retire on almost nothing but Social Security. And so this came out on January 6th. Um, you know, I think this sheds a light on what we all know and we talk about frequently. But, you know, names are here. They've already disclosed all this. But so we have Eric Miller, 70 years old. And I'm just going to give a quick background. He was a chef, working a 12-hour day, six to seven days a week. Um, did have a heart condition, laid in the hospital about seven years ago, had no choice but to hang up his knives. Um, unprepared for sudden retirement financially. At the height of his career, he's making $2,000 a week. Now with Social Security, he brings in $1,400 a month. Mm -hmm. So you think about this. This guy's pulling in six to $8,000 a month. Um, doesn't have much to show for it. Right. Right. And it's easy. I, mean, I think we can all do that. Lifestyle creep all the things that, it, that go with that. So now he rents a basement in his sister's home for about $500 a month, including electricity. Main expenses are food, gas, insurance. Um, six medications are covered primarily by social services. And he did have another event. So we talk about this frequently, and this pops up quite a bit. 17 years ago, moved to Arizona to care for his aging mother. Mm -hmm. Life happens. So I think, you know, like like you were talking about, like, well, we're, you know, the the – the sand in the hourglass is getting pretty empty. Right. And the problem is, I think we all want to be optimistic. And, and naturally, I think that's not a bad thing. But this is one person who, you know, was doing well, probably could have continued to do well had he saved a little bit of more money, had he done things a little bit differently. He'd probably be in a much different situation than he is today. And now this one, you know, he's paid off $12,000 in credit card debt this last year. Um, he got relief from medical bills, roughly $100,000 for four heart procedures. He says he feels a lot less stressed, but he's having to budget. On a good month, he has about $150 left over mm -hmm. of $1,400. Most people can't do that. Right. I mean, that's actually impressive. Well, yeah, but look, look at the, what he's having to do. He's lives in, he rents a basement of his sister's house, Right. You know, he's, he's basically just sustaining life at this point. He's not, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, you know, have the trappings that people think about in retirement, right? So, and, and this is always kind of my big point about, you know, making early on decisions. You know, we have a lot of people that we talk to. It's like, oh, I have to pay for my kid's college. No, there's no law that says you have to pay for your kid's college. There's no rule out there that says you have to pay for your kid's college. <clears throat> this is something that we've put upon ourselves, but... You know, the choice you need to make is, is yes, you can pay for your kid's college, but if it financially bankrupts you to do it, right, you're going to be living in your kid's basement, you know, in retirement. And this, and, and these are decisions we have to make along the way. Well, you see so many people bankrupt their retirement for their kid's college and <laughs> or their kid's lifestyle. I mean, we see that often where, you know, people are in retirement, they're funding their children's just to, you know, meet their basic needs. I'm like, man, we need to you know, we need a budget, maybe a drug test. I mean, a whole lot of things going on yeah. here, right? I mean, you see this happen way too often. And so, but 
This is just one example. Another one. Um, Kathy wrote. She's 72 years old. $1,040 Social Security check. Average Social Security check, by the way, is $1,900. So she, had some, she has a disability. She has, has had one for a significant period of time. Didn't have much money. Never made a whole lot. Worked in social services. Uncle left her $60,000. And she has no debt. Bought a home with it. That's pretty impressive in itself right now. Right. Buying a home at $60,000. Now, who knows when that was? Maybe been 20 years ago. Um, supplements, $200. She spends on food each month with $157 benefit from her Medicare Advantage plan. This is somebody who needs a Medicare Advantage plan. We're not advocates of that. We typically like Medigap supplementals. Um, but in some instances, this is maybe all you can do. Um, no, there's just not, you know, these people don't have much and they're making it with very little mm-hmm. and they're happy, which, you know, that goes to show you something. Sometimes everybody <laughs> thinks, oh, money brings happiness and all these studies show that. And, and I think it can bring financial freedom and security. But well, the old saying goes, you know, money can't buy happiness, which is true, but buys a whole lot of whatever comes in second. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is I think a lot of these people did that in reverse, right? Right. You got it all as you're going through it and didn't save anything or were not prepared. So uh, another one, Joyce McKinney in Philadelphia, 1800 bucks a month. It's just, you know, what's, what's interesting to me. So, so she has an interesting story. She was a worked in retail, had a healthcare customer service rep. She's a customer service representative, uh, retired in 2001 sooner than she'd hoped due to a medical issue in a good year. She earned 25,000 relied on her husband's trucking job. Now, Here's what happens. Husband died. She sold her home, moved into low-income senior housing. She gave up her car, gave up her landline, and learned how to budget and live within her means. But he was the breadwinner. She said she wishes that she would have gone back to school. She'd have learned another career. Um, She would have taken a bigger interest in paying the bills. And we see this often where one spouse pays all the bills, somebody passes, the other spouse is just left out like, whoa, what do we do? Where do we go? Don't even know where to, how to access accounts. Don't do that. That is a huge mistake. Yeah, actually, uh, that's actually a great point. I got an email yesterday from a gentleman that, um, and I emailed him back and he said, you know, look, I'm, you know, I'm interested in having you guys handle a small account for me. I manage my own investments, but I want to have a little small relationship with you so that when I pass away that my wife can you know have an advisor and i'm like that's a terrible way to approach it because if you don't get your wife involved now she doesn't have trust with the company she's working with or the advisor that she's working with and so and and unfortunately the investment advisory business or the financial business is very predatory and there are literally advisors that read the obituaries and they're looking for women who have just lost their husband because they know they're not financially you know intact with the money and they're very easy prey right they get a life insurance settlement they get access to accounts that belong to the husband etc they don't know what they're doing they don't have a relationship with an advisor to help them through a very traumatic experience that they're going they're very emotional and you see them get sold you know high cost annuities and all kinds of stuff that isn't necessarily good for them but they're big high commission products so you've got to be really careful. And so my advice to him was, is like, no, you want to build your relationship with your advisor and your wife at the same time. So if you're approaching your latter years in life, you know, she's got to have faith and trust in the person that, you know, 
is going to be giving her advice once this traumatic event happens. Because during that first year, you're, you know, everything's up and uh, everything's just crazy. I mean, you're trying to deal with the death. You're trying to get somebody, you know, buried and, and then taking care of the estate issues and the will, the, the, you know, the probating of the will, you know, whatever it is. And then trying to do with deal with all these money issues. So start that process very early. Uh, if you're going to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we do see that often. We do have a lot of people that, you know, very astute investors have done a really good job, but they say, hey, listen, I just, you know, I want to spend time other in other areas or my wife or my husband would like me to spend time in other areas. You know, what can we do? How can we make this relationship work? And, and a lot of times though, the mistake is they don't bring the other spouse in. And mm -hmm. that is the biggest problem. And you mentioned there's ambulance hearse chasers. I mean, oh, it's, it's terrible. terrible to think it's about bad. it, but there are people out there that do that. And just like you had somebody predatory, you know, posing as you supposedly on, um, you know, social media site, giving somebody instructions. You know, I, we could we could spend a whole day on that. Right. I mean, don't ever, ever go invest or send money somewhere unless you actually physically talk to these people and know and verify and confirm who they are. I mean, you know, it, it's pretty easy to get a hold of somebody. I would never go through you know, just the internet and say, okay, great. But a lot of people do it. Yeah. And a lot wow. of people think that, oh, this is really so-and-so. I mean, we've heard other people who, um, you know, have, have spotlight on them, well-known names. We've, we've heard stories of people investing funds or thought they were investing funds with them as well. And it wasn't them at all. Right. <laughs> or it was, but Bernie Madoff was a great example. Oh, well, uh, you know, so, you know, you got to be, you just got to be careful. And, and as, and as always, and, and this, this is also one of these issues. And again, that's not one of these particular cases here, but yeah, we're jumping around a bit. We are, but you know, I have plenty of examples of people I've talked to in the past that got involved with a financial scam very late in life. They lost everything or there was a really bad financial market. 2008 devastated thousands upon thousands of people's retirement hundreds of thousands of people, their retirement was devastated in six months. And everything they had planned on retiring had gone back in 2000. Danny was too young to remember this back then. He was just still behind the, wet behind the ears. But Enron, um, I can't tell you how many people I knew that worked for Enron. They had their entire life savings in Enron stock, and literally overnight, they yeah. were bankrupt. I had a lot of clients impacted by that. Yeah. And, and again, you know, these are the things that can happen, and this is why it's so important you know, to prepare and to plan and to take precautions, you know, as you're moving through life and not make bad decisions early on, taking on too much credit card debt, taking on too much mortgage debt, taking on too much auto loan debt, um, you know, spending too much money in the YOLO lifestyle, right? Make those, make those bad decisions early. They can really impact you later on in life. We'll wrap this up on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. And welcome back to this morning. So, uh, you know, just talking a little bit about this issue with Social Security. And, and, you know, it's always a big topic because people, you know, it's, you know, it's always a, a, 
uh, a contentious debate, right? I mean, we all know that, you know, Social Security has a problem. We get these reports from the Social Security Board of Trustees every year, and they say by this date we're going to have to start cutting benefits. There's simply just not enough money. Um, and we know at some point that we're just going to have to pony up and spend more debt to solve Social Security at some point. I mean, it's just there's no way around it. It's, it's going to happen because, again, you just have so many people. And, again, you know, it's that honeypot that we've been using to buy votes with for, you know, five decades, really six decades, ever since the 60s. Uh, in the 50s, we started adding more and more people to Social Security in order to get their votes, right? So other groups, widows and orphans, oh, let's, let, they can have access to Social Security. Now, you know, this other group, you know, we want their vote, so let's get them access to Social Security. And, and now we have this, you know, illegal immigration problem, so let's give them access to welfare, um, you know, and to get votes, right? And this is just the way it is. Unfortunately, somebody's got to pay for it, right? And we just have, we haven't solved that part of the equation is how to fund all this. But that's and everybody knows it's a problem, you know, and this is why we also see people. And Danny, I wanted to shift the focus a little bit from this article to another issue that, you know, revolves around Social Security and mistakes that people make is because we know that Social Security has problems. We see people go, well, I'm going to take Social Security way early because I want to make sure and get some benefit before it gets shut off. And that can also be a big mistake. Well, it can be a huge mistake. I mean, because if you're taking it before your full retirement age, if you make too much, you have an earnings test. So it basically means testing you along the way. And so you will take number one, you're going to get a discount as far as from your full retirement account. You're not your full retirement age. Excuse me. You're not going to get as much. Uh, but then on top of that, you may have benefits withheld. And so this is a problem a lot of people aren't aware of, Lance. And when we see this mistake made, and so we're, we're big advocates for you know, delaying Social Security at least until full retirement age. And a big part of that is that earnings test limit. And so, you know, if you make more than um, $22,320 this year, for every $2 above that, they're going to withhold one benefit, $1 and $1 benefit, which means essentially the first time they catch that, you're going to have to pay that back out of your pocket. So this can become extremely problematic, and most people just don't understand or they're not aware of it. Nobody talks about this enough. And the other part of this is that if you have any type of longevity, you're typically going to leave a substantial portion uh, amount of funds on the table. And so now this needs to become a discussion, not just with you, but if you're married with your spouse, especially if you're the high, you know, you're the breadwinner, the high income earner in the household, this becomes extremely important because if you pass, your spouse receives your benefit. And if it's, the, if it's much higher, maybe you had somebody that stayed at home or, didn't work in nearest of high pain of job. This can be extremely important. When we talk about getting as much as we can out of Social Security, this needs to be factored in because now we're not talking about just over your lifetime, but we're talking about you and your spouse. And so, you know, we hear the story that somebody reads these articles or they talk to a friend and they go out and they claim, they're like, screw it. I'm getting as much as I can out of this right now. Mm-hmm. And then later, they're like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. Didn't think about this. And it used to be that we had a long period of time where you could actually go back and pay these funds back. You could, you know, it'd be like it never happened. It's not the case now. You've got a very small window. You've got a year that, you know, you can, you can make this right. So I would really encourage everybody to go through an analysis. Make sure you have a very good understanding. Look at your own longevity. I mean, we have clients do a, um, a longevity test. 
and, and it drives people nuts. They're like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. I'm like, well, nobody knows when they're going to die. If we all knew that, we'd live differently. All you have to do is go to our Twitter page, look at our post today, tell you right when you're going to die. Lance is over here counting each to, grain I, of sand. I so, don't have much know. time left. The days of our lives, like our, like sand through an hourglass. <laughs> that show, you know, that soap opera is still running. I know. It is the longest running wow. show on television. My grandmother used to watch really? the days of our lives in General Hospital. Yeah, with every is that day. Still on? Yes, it's still on, still going. People it's are pre-embalmed, but it's still going. It's still going. Yeah. You know, the Lance keeps talking about he's going to die. You think it was Monday, not Wednesday. <laughs> you just told everybody it's hump day. You're halfway there. I'm halfway there in life. I'm on the more, more like slide. three quarters. Oh, man. Thanks. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> so... I think there's a lot of issues out there that, that, you know, most people just aren't aware of with Social Security, Lance, and that needs to be, you know, taken into account. Make sure you understand it. If you have questions, call somebody. Go to realinvestmentadvice.com, ask a question. We're always happy to, to help any way that we can. Um, and if you're working with an advisor, have them run the numbers. They should have the ability to do so, understanding COLA adjustments. You know, this year we did get a 3.2% uh, cost of living adjustment. Granted, I know most of you think, hey, well, that's not nearly enough. And, you know, many years it's not. But it is better than nothing. So make sure that, you know, you keep that in mind. Um, Social Security can be fixed. You know, right now we have, um, you know, income earnings are only only uh, taxed up to just over $160,000. There's the American Academy of Actuaries actually did a study on it showing that if you remove the cap or which they've actually, you know, they've they've lobbied and campaigned for of saying, okay, keep that cap. But then at three hundred or four hundred thousand, start that back up again, that can actually that can actually do a really good job of filling the hole of what that big you know, gap is of that 20% cut in 2034. Um, moving the retirement age just a little bit. Or even instead of 6.2% Social Security tax, moving it up to like 7.2 or 7 and a quarter, that fixes things very quickly. But like you said, Lance, not very electable. Um, haven't had any major you know, changes in Social Security in over 40 years. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I think we're going to kick this can down the road, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just but you know, I think the the big takeaway from this is is that you know, two kind of two points is one is that you know, if you're if you're still younger in life, right? And you know, and you're looking ahead, don't make the mistake of not saving enough now because all the stuff you hear on television about just $2,000 in a Roth IRA, you have a million dollars when you retire, it doesn't really work that way. If it did, again, everybody would have a lot of money. We wouldn't be talking about these situations. Um, and the second thing is, is that don't make mistakes of, you know, too much debt, too much, you know, uh, you know, other things that in, in life that take away from that ability to grow and save money. You know, allocate a good budget. And this is one thing, you know, Danny works on all the time with with clients is, is working on those budgetary processes you know, we talk about the, the, the you know, kind of the 50-30, you know, the 50-20-30 rule um, here. You know, 50% covers all of your living expenses. 20% is for, you know, entertainment, fun, emergencies, those type of things. 30% goes into savings. You know, have those emergency funds. Danny talks about, you know, a lot. You know, but start building those things now, and then you won't have to be dependent on Social Security. And, and you know, one thing I've talked about before is that, great, it's Social Security is there, and that's awesome. 
and then and someday you know I'll get Social Security, but I don't count on it. It's it's that's gravy. Um, if it, if I get it, great. If I don't get it, it makes no difference to my lifestyle when I retire. And I think if we approach that from that standpoint, as we start thinking about our financial planning. You know, I would almost, you know, I would almost come when you look at your financial plan. Okay, run my financial plan without Social Security. Let's see how I look. You know, am, am I in the 98 percentile of being able to retire on what I've saved and done on my own? And that way, you don't have to worry about whether or not Social Security is here, right? Yeah. And and if you get it, and then if you do, fantastic. That just well, some it, extra it, chance it, in it retirement. It will be here. Some form of it will yeah. be here. I mean, you, but what, you just, I'm just go saying, through the yeah. numbers. Yeah. It has to be. Has to be. But, but if we got to pay for it, though, right? Well, co- correct, but you won't be paying for it. The people who are working now will be paying for it. <laughs> well, it'll be done through debt. We'll just issue a whole lot more debt. Yeah, and how long can that go on? I mean, that's the big story, right? $34 trillion in debt. Everybody keeps talking about that. Well, Japan's at 230 230% of debt's GDP, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, you could do a lot. <laughs> so, Well, but you stifle much yeah. economic growth. Well, and that's my, that's my point, is that, yes, yeah, Social Security will be here. But what's going to be the result of that? Yeah. Right. You may get Social Security, but inflation may be so high at that point that, you know, you can't afford anything anyway. So, you know, but my point is, is if you can plan as if you're not going to get it, then you don't have to worry about it. And if you get it, great. No, that's exactly right. But for somebody who's later down the road, um, you know, who thinks that maybe you're going to work forever, start thinking about that. Hey, you got to supercharge your savings right now. Go for it. Um, You know, Every little bit helps. I hear a lot of times people say, well, it's too late. I wasn't able to do it earlier. I, I just can't start it now. Absolutely not. You can do it right now. Start putting funds aside. Every little bit helps. And hopefully that way you do have a little bit of a cushion. You do have the ability to go out and spend a little bit more. Look, I've seen the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, you know, Everybody takes a little bit different path. But the more you do to prepare yourself, the better off you're going to be. That's right. Um so yeah, I was uh, so Days of Our Lives ran from 1965 to 2022. In 2022, it was moved to Peacock. Really? Yes. Um, movie stars who were on Days of Our Lives: Lisa Rinna, Jamie Chung, who became fam- rather famous; Tara Reid, Leanne Rimes, Tom Selleck. Hmm. Jesse's Girl, the guy that uh, wrote and sang Jesse's Girl, played a doctor on Days of Our Lives. Rick Springfield. Yep. Interesting. Pamela Anderson, Vivica Fox, J- J- Jensen Ankles, Mila Kunis. Huh. So, don't knock days of our lives. What's up with everything going in all these streaming services? I mean, if you want to watch something these days, you'd have to piece all these things together. And I bet you're spending okay. as much or more. You are. And actually, Brent and I just talked about this, I think, earlier this week or last week, is that the bundle, you know, everybody was like, cut the cord, you know, get rid of the bundle. Now you're actually bundling, and it's yeah. more. No, people people are going to start bundling back on cable because it'll be cheaper again. Yeah, but you can't watch half the stuff you wanted to because they've all gone to Peacock or Amazon or wherever it may be. Right. Paramount. That's what I'm saying, though. Somebody's going to get smart and bundle all these services back together again, charge you a better price, and everybody will move back to the bundle. Yeah. <laughs> so Crazy why, how that works. That's why we own Comcast. Uh, anyway, <laughs> wraps up the show for the day. Um, Danny, thanks so much. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with Michael Leibowitz uh, talking about uh, interest rate policy and more tomorrow. Uh, what uh, What's this year going to look like for bonds? Uh, we'll cover that tomorrow on tomorrow's show right here on Real Investment Advice. Get by the website. Make sure you're registered for the upcoming event January 27th as well. Those tickets on sale now going by, going fairly fast too. Realinvestmentadvice.com.